0: Welcome to Ask Me About K-Pop, the essential guide for recent converts and Season fans alike. My name is Shannon. And I'm Angelica. And welcome to another Deep Dive episode of the podcast. We are doing today's Deep Dive for absolutely no reason other than we wanted we to. We just wanted to. And I was thinking, <laughs> I
1: was like, I guess it would make more sense for us to have done this Deep Dive like over the summer. Because sure. they are summer queens. But I literally, like after we were talking about Sketchbook, and I was like, we've never done... A deep dive on this group like
0: can we yeah and the answer was <laughs> yes we can of course we can <laughs> um so today we are talking about Sistar Yay, I love Sistar and Sistar is a group that I weirdly realized when we were doing this research that like they were already disbanded for a year when we started our podcast mm-hmm. yeah so like there's so many fans who are new fans or people who like never lived in a world where there were star comebacks all Ugh, the time. And what a tragic world this has been ever since they left us, to be completely <laughs> honest.
1: Um, yeah. It's it's when you pointed that out, I was honestly a little bit surprised because I feel like in our K-pop fandom like Sistar was always just such a staple like they weren't necessarily a group that we stand really hard or like I didn't even know all the members names until very recently Um, but they were just such a huge hit every single song they put out was a hit and so when we got into K-pop it was just kind of like these are women who are established and wonderful and celebrated every time they come back and it was just like a thing it was just like they are Sistar and they were always a part of the like zeitgeist I guess like Mm -hmm. they were just always in the k-pop world
0: yeah and I was thinking about like my own personal relationship to Sistar because that's how we always start Mm -hmm. a deep dive to contextualize and I realized that like when I first, first, first discovered K-pop and was like initially buying tracks on my iTunes, Sistar's Alone was like one of the first oh, 10 really? K-pop songs I ever bought. So yeah. like they've all, they were always part of it mm-hmm. to me. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And they were some of the first like, so like single tracks that I would buy too of like Alone and I like that and like Touch My Body. It was like, I have these songs and I don't know anything else about Sistar, but they're always there in the playlist. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, um, so I'm very excited to talk about them today. They are one of the girl groups that, like, as was the pattern at the time, and I feel like is sort of going away these days, as like contracts and affiliations with groups are getting more like wobbly, wobbly. Like Sistar was a group that did seven years. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yeah. Seven years. Absolutely. Um, and I feel like people don't really do that anymore or they try not like if they make it to seven, they try to go a little farther, yeah. but there was a point where like seven years was all you get. Mm-hmm. So that's just interesting. And that's what Sistar
1: about. stuck to, which was, yeah, I don't know if that's maybe a
0: trend of a bygone era. Yeah. Who knows? Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, so if you've never listened to a Deep Dive episode before, what we will do is give you a introduction to the group, Big Picture Facts, then we'll introduce you to each of the members, and then we'll go through their entire timeline as a group and stop at every uh, comeback and tell you about all the songs and its impact and all that fun stuff. All the good stuff. And we'll finish it out by watching their most popular music video. Um, So yeah, let's get into it. So Sistar debuted on June 3rd, 2010 under Starship Entertainment, and they were Starship's first girl group.
1: Mm-hmm. And they have always be- were always, from beginning to end, four members.
0: Mm-hmm. So the name Sistar is just a combination of sister and star, and in the initial press release for the group, the quote was, we will become big stars with a friendly image like a sister. Cute. Their fan color is fuchsia. No uh, extra uh, adjectives on it, just fuchsia. It was
1: 2010. We didn't have to get creative yet.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And their fandom name is, if you just look at it written out, it's like star and the number one. But if you pronounce that in Korean, it's style. So like style. Mm, Cute. Cute, right? I love a good pun. Uh, So some overall notes for Sistar. They are known as the Summer Queens they earned that title officially with the release of their song Touch My Body, but their fans feel that they like always had a very summery concept, mm-hmm. and I would agree with that. I
1: agree. And as we look through the timeline, I feel like most of their releases were timed around the summer. Um so that just kind of has always been a part of their a part of their image.
0: Yeah. Um and they are one of the groups that had the most commercial deals of any group they had over 60 different commercials listed on their wikipedia including samsung puma sketchers coca-cola like big brands Mm -hmm. lots of commercials um and some things that i learned from a korean fan wiki um Their fans claim that they never had any kind of scandal, which seemed to be true as I was looking through. Like, I really,
1: aside from a few moments where they changed some choreography, they never really got in trouble and kind of always had, like, despite their very sexy concept, kind of always had, like, squeaky good girl images public right images. yeah they never and that has never changed like none of them i mean knock on wood we've been having weird <laughs> really fucking juju look, look, look uh... Of the show <laughs> lately. but uh so far as of this recording all of the ladies of Sistar have led lovely pleasant <laughs> lives in the
0: public eye <laughs> yeah i did see one thing and the video is like almost completely scrapped from the internet there's like one shitty fan cam of it but in 2011 at a gaio they were wearing like way too short of red dresses with mm. no safety shorts. And at one point, Heolin bent over and her whole ass was out. Oops. And it had to be cut from the broadcast and the video, like, doesn't exist. Sure. So, like, any scandal, quote unquote, like, were wardrobe issues. Because yeah. they definitely were a very sexy group that mm. wore, like, little clothes. Yeah. But, like, yeah, none of them are troublemakers. Um, and they were also known for having healthy, athletic, in quotes, bodies. And, like, breaking beauty standards by being very tan. Mm. Um, They always had, like, their legs out. Yeah, for sure. And they only ever danced in high, high, high heels. Oh, my God. So they have, like, they just have very, like, strong Mm. legs. yeah. And, like, yeah, it's just interesting. Mm Mm-hmm. Some overall
1: stats for the group, they have released two studio albums, four EPs, two compilation albums, 17 singles, and 14 music videos. They have 73 major award nominations with 44 wins and 42 music show trophies. They have had three solo concerts in Korea and Hong Kong with six album showcases. And they were also listed in Forbes Magazine's Korea Power Celebrity three times 2013-2013 15 and 16
0: with their highest position being number 10. There you go. So let's meet the four members of SISTAR. So first up we have Hyolin. and I think I've said this on before the show before, but her name is interesting and in that I think it gets romanized two ways like mm-hmm. way more often than other people's names. Sometimes people spell it with an R, like Hyolyn because L and R are basically the same in Hangul. So you can see it's spelled different ways, but I think H-Y-O-L-Y-N is usually more common. It seems to be. Yeah, I think that like when she
1: was in Sistar and first debuted, it went back and forth more often. And nowadays, she officially romanizes it L-Y-N. So mm. I think that that's more common
0: nowadays. She is the leader of Sistar, the main vocal lead dancer, and the face. And her birth name is actually Kim Hyo Jung, and she was born on December 11th, 1990 in Incheon, South Korea. Um, And we always try to describe members, and I have said this before in Girl Group Deep Dives, I have the hardest time describing girls. Like, (laughs) I don't know, because I'm just like, they're pretty. I I don't know. Mm -hmm. But Hyolin is absolutely the tannest always. always. Um, She has a very big, bright smile. She wears lots of eyeliner with really big lashes. Mm-hmm. and in early years she had really thick bangs. yeah. And she also has a huge cross tattoo on her stomach. So that's a pretty yeah. good way to spot her.
1: Yeah, now she she does, I mean she never really hesitated to like show it in music videos, but she always has to cover it up on like music shows and stuff. but uh, yeah, she has quite a few
0: tattoos at this point in her career. Um, she started her own company that is called Bridge, but it's spelled B-R-I-D number three. Mm. Um, and she started that after she left Starship and she's, I think she's still the only artist. I don't I know think, if she's signed anyone I else. I think she's but- the
1: only, uh, I, I
0: think she's her only artist right now. But so she produces her own solo career, which is pretty cool. Um, And I saw that she has adopted four cats. I couldn't find all of the names of her cats, but her oldest cat, Reno, passed away last year. But she's a cat girl. I love it. Uh, So that's Yolen. Next up, we have Bora. Um, And Bora means purple in Korean. Mm -hmm. So that's just a fun fact. Uh, (laughs) She is the rapper and the main dancer and a visual And she was born Yoon Bora on December 30th, 1989. So she is the oldest. And she was born in Jola, South Korea. Um, Bora has like a small face with Mm -hmm. kind of a squarish chin. She's also very smiley. And I've always thought of her as like the smallest member, but she's taller than Hyolin. But she has small energy. I don't know. Mm.
1: Yeah, (laughs) and I feel like she she and Hyolin, I think do have a lot of physical similarities, like, in their faces. I felt like a lot of the early music videos when I was watching, the only reason I could tell Kyolin and Bora apart was because Keolin always had bangs and Bora didn't. Mm. Um, so there are a lot of physical similarities to, like, the shape of their faces For and sure. features. For
0: And as we discussed in the ISAC episode, Bora was the ISAC track and field and archery champion. Mm -hmm. She had the most medals of any female idol in ISAC. So that was like one of her claims to fame. Uh, She was in a public relationship with Big Star's Feel Dog from 2017
1: to 2019.
0: Feel Dog. Um, And she's mainly been acting in dramas post Sistar. Mm -hmm. She hasn't like done any like music or anything. Yeah. Next up, we have Soyu. She is the lead vocal, and her birth name is Kang Ji Hyun, and she was born February twelfth, nineteen ninety two in jeju. Um, and she is the tallest, not the tallest, but she's tall. and she has like a very sexy body. like she's just she's stacked. very s s line. <laughs> Uh, she has resting bitch face <laughs> and, like, kind of a small mouth, and she always had, like, very long, glamorous hair. Like, mm-hmm. her hair always, like, oh, looked so good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so you trained at Cube and was actually set to debut in 4 Minute, but according to her, she was, quote, still lacking, so she mm-hmm. didn't get added to that group, which is so interesting yeah. to think about. Um, She had a collab song with Jungigo Go called Some... And it went to number one and sold almost three million copies. So that's just like a fun fact of something she did on her own. We've definitely talked about that song way,
1: way long ago in our like I duets. Think, yeah. Episode. One of our
0: like first ten episodes or something. <laughs> it was called Let's Do It. <laughs> um, and So you actually stayed at Starship until twenty twenty one and was releasing some solo music with them. And now she is at BPM, which is the company that um Took in Vivi's. Mm, okay. If you're a Shawol, you might recognize the name Soyu because she
1: featured on one of Key's early solo tracks. She's uh, one Forever of her young. like
0: best friends. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then finally, we have our Maknae Dasom. And she was born Kim Dasom on May 6th, 1993 in Seoul. And Dasom is the actual tallest one. And she's like has a very thin long face and like a thin long body Mm -hmm. like she just like very much seems like the tallest one um she has like cute cheekies and like little upturned lip corners and yeah I don't know I feel like all of the sisters definitely look different from each Mm -hmm. other other than what you said about like Bora and Hyolan kind of looking the same but I feel like it's kind of easy to tell sister apart. Um, Dasom actually started acting in 2012 and she continued to keep doing dramas post Sistar. So that's what she does now. She also stayed at Starship until 2021 and is now at a company called Story J. Hmm. So that's the members. Great.
1: Only four of them. So nice to, nice to be able to have a small group where you can just easily learn everybody. yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So let's jump into the timeline. (laughs) Let's do it. Uh, Before they debuted, they released a song called Yep with Jang Gon Sok, which was a commercial or CF for Samsung Electronics MP3 player. And they had actually been voted online to be the group who got this feature um, in in a public audition where over 450,000 netizens voted for them.
0: Cool, so popular from the from before 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 they even even debuted. So their official debut on June 3rd, 2010 was a debut single entitled Push Push. So this song was written and produced by Brave Brothers. Who, as we have established, is only one person, Correct. but I always get confused. <laughs> yep. I that. always want to call them the Brave Brothers, but it's just
1: one dude who has pluralized his name.
0: <laughs> uh this song entered the gown chart at 73 and peaked at number nine three weeks later. And this music video is like introducing Systar at kind of a, like, mugshot crime lineup. Like, Mm -hmm. there's a pink version of one of those height walls that they're dancing in front of. Um, And then they also have, like, a Sistar-branded gas station. Yeah. And they're, like, catching the attention of all this staff at, like, the diner at the gas station. Like, all the boys are just, like, ogling them, and they're being, like, Sistar! And yeah, it's just a cute little debut video. There's
1: not really a plot. They don't usually have plots in most of their music videos. Like it is very choreo focused. And this is just them being like cute and sexy and like being adorable. And they wear like super Colorful, like mismatchy printed outfits. Like their mugshot outfits are really great. And they don't wear them in any other set of the music video. But Hylan has this like insanely huge like feather jacket. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, the song itself is like very techno, very of the time.
0: Super so much auto-tune. So much auto-tune. And, and like... it's kind of the only
1: song of theirs that has auto-tune in it, or at least the only one where I like wrote down like, well, wow, there's a lot of auto-tune in this. Um, because they're very good singers. Like Sistar is a vocal like powerhouse yeah, sure. group for sure. Not just because of Yolen. Um, but this one has so much auto tune and like the catchy, I mean, the chorus is like very repetitive and catchy, just a little like push, push baby. And a lot of like, Hey, sister and like spoken, like shouty things in the background.
0: Yeah. Uh, the lyrics to this one are just like, I'm a bit different, a sexy baby girl, You'll fall for me, and you might even go crazy about it. And they also use the word Sistar at least five times. Great debut branding. And mm-hmm. then I also noticed that going through their career, they almost in every song name check themselves. Absolutely. Like the word sister is in almost all of their and songs. And if they don't
1: do it, Brave Brothers does. <laughs> like he'll always be like, it's sister" <laughs> or whatever. Um, the stage that we watched and included for the, in the playlist for this is like – they don't wear the exact outfits from the music video, but they have like music video inspired looks. And then they're mostly just doing the choreo in front of two really big cyst, sist- like the name cyst stars on the stage twice. And they just dance in front of it.
0: Yeah. They had good branding, mm-hmm. good branding. Uh, so this song was released as a digital and a physical single. And it had four songs, two B sides and an instrumental version of the main single. And they promoted this song for three straight months in as many places (laughs) and shows as Starship could possibly get them on. Mm -hmm. So, like, I think Mm -hmm. they did a good job at push-pushing them out at the Uh, beginning. (laughs) Good one. I see what you
1: did there. Uh, But, yeah, this, like we said, Starship, I mean, this was their first girl group, so they really did, like, invest in them well, I think.
0: Uh, We also noted that the choreo for this is by someone named DQ, who also did choreography for Rain, 4 Minute, M Black, and Beast. So like it's a A very
1: 2010 choreo. I feel like
0: this whole thing is just so deeply of its time and era.
1: I think that a lot of their early tracks are like that because Brave Brothers writes for them for most of their career and the like early tracks have like a very specific like techno song or techno sound. And then there's like a shift, like a distinct Change in style. It's the black-eyed
0: peel song of it all. I'll yeah. we'll get to it. We'll get to <laughs> it.
1: Uh, but Brave Brothers really like carved out their their main debut sound, and they stick with them for the first few comebacks.
0: So uh, later in the summer, on August 25th of 2010, they released a second single entitled "Shady Girl." Yeah. This one was also written and produced by Brave Brothers and entered the gown at 14 and peaked at four the next week. So, the music video has Heechel from Super Junior in a guest starring role, and he's like dating all of the members. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's revealed at the end that someone was like Cyrano de Bergerac-ing him. Like, yeah, he, he had, had someone in earpiece. his ear all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and then all of the members are sort of acting out the song which is, I'll explain the lyrics in a second. And then there's also a whole airplane set and these very cute red stewardess- little outfits yeah
1: because the members of the group are flight attendants and so they like half of the music video takes place like on a plane and they're like dancing in the aisles and stuff and they have two cute little flight attendant outfits one that is red which is like the official outfit and then there's a dance set in the plane where they're just wearing the same outfits but in yellow in in like
0: Gold. Yeah. I also think that Hyolin's super short platinum blonde hair in this music video is a wig.
1: It it looks like a wig and it's not cute.
0: I was like (laughs) so shocked when I I was like, wow, I've never
1: seen, like, have I ever seen Hyolin this blonde? The answer is no. And it doesn't really look that good on her, I think.
0: (laughs) So the lyrics to this song are about a girl who is acting completely opposite to how she would normally act because she likes this boy Mm. so much that she can't be herself. But the Korean word that's in the title, I think translates more to like, Fake, mm. like being a, untrue to yourself, but they used the English word shady, which I think has a totally different connotation. It totally does because a shady funny. person might have ill intentions, and they're like
1: suspicious. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't trust that person, they're shady. <laughs> like, I think they've got you know a hidden agenda, right? And
0: that's not really what's happening right.
1: here. Um, but it's funny that that's what the song is about because I was gonna say the sound of the song is very different from Push Push, like mm-hmm. it does doesn't have as heavy of techno elements there's really no auto-tune and it has like a much sweeter vibe to it so it kind of fits in the sense of like especially coming after push push to be like this is what the girls are really like they're sexy and fun and flirty but they have a crush on this guy so they're like pretending to be this like sweet little good girl Mm -hmm. it's kind of fun yeah it's like a meta concept I also want to note that this is the first music video that starts a trend for Sistar, which is having male celebrities as cameos in their music videos. They love doing that, and he chose the
0: first. This song was released as a digital and physical album as well, and one of the B-sides on it is called Drop the Beat and features the American boy band B2K, which I think is so funny because they randomly came up when I was at yeah. band practice the other day for super random. B2K did? Oh, yes. that's hilarious.
1: <laughs> um, yes, the. Oh, I wanted to know. Okay, so on stage, they wear their like red airline outfits and they have like a sister airline like backdrop. Um, and I noticed that Brave Brothers in his like sister, or, like whatever, he always says sister. He doesn't say sister. He says sister. (laughs) Um, But the choreo I noticed is like way cutesier. Like in Push Push, one of the reasons I think their legs are so fucking phenomenal is not only are they dancing in heels, but Push Push has multiple full drops in it. Mm. Like just a drop squat straight back up, drop squat straight back up in these like six inch heels. And... Shady girl is more like step touch and kicky and (laughs) like cute. So it's, it's less intense. Uh, but the group received a lot of positive press for uh, this comeback after a fan video from the Let's Start Sharing concert on August 28th showed Bora falling during their performance and she fractured her thumb uh, when she fell. But in the video, the members stop the performance and help her off stage. And then a few minutes later, the whole group returns with Bora and finishes the performance. And the clip went viral and was featured on multiple news programs as being like uh, a great you know, team. Yeah, great. great. Great teamwork and resiliency. Like they came out and they finished it and they sounded so good. So this like, I think we've talked about this before, how like K-pop at this point in time didn't make the major news outlets very often. So this is a a crossover moment for them. Um, I also noted that in the music video, they have really cute, like a blooper reel at the end, Mm. which is really fun. They do that in a couple of their music videos. And Sister always looks like they're having so much fun. Um, I feel like that's like a major draw of all of their music videos is that they're really fun to watch because there's so many moments where I feel like the director just said, just have fun. And like right. they did like, cause they loved each other and they like had so much fun together and it's really fun to see. Yeah. So I love the blooper moments. On September 14th, 2010, Sistar was invited to perform in Japan's Hallyu Music Festival and they were the only Korean girl group there. Cool. On October 10th of the same year, they also performed in Thailand on a TV show called Teen Superstar.
0: All right, getting out there. So then on December 3rd, 2010, the last thing of their debut year, they released a third single entitled How Dare You. one was again written and produced by brave brothers and entered the gown at 21 and peaked at number two the next week so we're getting up up the charts they also won their very first music show trophy for this on music bank on december 17th and the music video uh starts with sistar dancing on like a giant record player Mm. and they're wearing like Booty shorts and li- really tight leather pants and there's vi- like tight booty close-ups. Oh, yeah. And they're wearing almost like race cars, yeah, driver yeah, yeah. jackets, like with the stripes down
1: the the sleeves um and And, like boxing
0: boots that like lace up yeah they
1: lace up all the way up and then like Hyolen has like a leotard or something with like the hip cutouts like over the the leather pants or whatever it's very sexy
0: and we're back to that sort of like techno beat of the time this felt like this one is like so much more like sexy and like focusing on like their bodies and Mm -hmm. stuff and I was like okay like here we go we're getting into the, like, sister of it all now yeah. on the third uh, single. There's even, like, poles in the video, but they yeah. don't do any actual pole dancing. No, it's just... Kinda- walk around them a little bit. Yeah, and it's only
1: at the beginning cuz this music video starts with a guy who is like a music like an announce show announcer. Yeah, yeah, yeah and he announces like the new music video from Sistar and then they come out and like walk sexily toward the poles and then two of them like hold the poles and do crazy high kicks. But that's it. They then they just walk past the poles and we never see the poles again. And then the main dance set
0: is them on that record. Player. And then the other element of this music video is something that like we talked about in our first music video episode and then it's like kind of stopped being a trope but they like are remember they are all dating the same boy and they all are remembering like how the boy was before like there's distinct like before we were lovey and now we're not but it's in that target commercial kind of set that we talked about where everything's like brightly colored and kind of like hyper cartoony and they're
1: like Testing the boy in weird ways. Yes. Like one of them is like a TSA agent and is like wanding, like him. wanding him, and then opens the his jacket and his his black his button up shirt has like lipstick marks all over it. And then somebody else is like sitting at a table with him and like doing a lie test detector test. And then somebody else like puts him in a tanning booth. I don't know what that's about. They like try <laughs> to tan a heart on his shoulder or something. I don't fucking yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. They're just like testing him in weird ways and like. I don't know. Something happens where like eventually at the end he starts like passing the tests because at a certain point the TSA one like waves the wand and opens his shirt and he no longer has the lipstick marks all over him. And she's like, yay. And she hugs him. So I don't know what the fuck is going on. But Well, the (laughs) lyrics
0: to the song are about a boyfriend who cheated and now we're fucking pissed. Ah, okay. The chorus says, you said you loved me and you poked me in the ribs. Someday you will pay for all my wounds.
1: It's a very upbeat
0: song for being so mad. <laughs> there's also a mention of tears of blood in the chorus Hilarious. always gotta know that it. um and i think we'll i'll play it and you can judge for yourself the official lyrics say that brave brothers in the background is saying because i'm okay but i hear because i'm a pimp <laughs> judge for yourself <laughs>
1: Okay. i don't know how that can be because i'm okay he's saying because I'm, Cause I'm a pimp yeah because i'm okay no it's <laughs> no. a totally different vowel it's a totally different vowel bright brothers <laughs> bright brothers <laughs> Uh, the stage for this, they, like, kept that sort of race car looking outfit, but with, like, less slutty mm. <laughs> tops underneath. And they were all, like, it was, like, Powerpuff Girls, like, color-coded mm. sparkly. Like, each one gets a bright color. It was cute. Um, on December 9th, the group released rehearsal videos for their B-side, Over, and also How Dare You. Uh, and their homepage crashed due to too many visitors.
0: Yeah. Home pages. Home pages. It's 2010, so YouTube existed, but people were still not using yeah. it for official purposes. You had they to used go to their real website. website. What a world. <laughs> so on May 3rd, 2011, this is a slight aside, but I felt like it needed to be part of this deep dive anyway. Yeah. And
1: I do think that we've talked about them in our subunit episode. We absolutely did. But because this is a deep dive and there's no other reason to, to talk about them again, we're bringing it up now.
0: So on May 3rd, Sistar's first subunit, Sistar 19, debuted with a single entitled Ma boy. Oh, "My
2: Boy." Oh, my boy baby.
0: So Sistar 19 is made up of Hyolyn and Bora. Hyolyn has big chunky bangs. Bora does not. Uh, And this song went to number two and sold 2.6 million copies. It was a huge, huge hit. And there's a body roll dance the chorus is mostly just it's says, just body straight rolls. arms at your side My Body boy, roll.
1: body roll bad
0: boy body roll <laughs> and when we did the subunit episode we were talking about how silly these body rolls were and like because it's the only move it's the
1: only thing they do and they do it for so long and like they're very good at it but there's something about watching people body roll over and over and over again that just makes them start looking like little worms
0: yeah yeah yeah. And It's really goofy. It's really goofy. But after we put that episode out, we immediately received like a bunch of emails and tweets being like, you don't understand. No one had ever body rolled like that before in K-pop. And it was a cultural phenomenon. knocked people's socks off, baby. They couldn't believe it. They'd never seen such body rolling before. How (laughs) does one roll this way? (laughs) So it was a really big deal. So I felt like it had to be part of this deep dive because I feel like the popularity of this song... It definitely it raised the star of the rest of Sister. 100% because like
1: we noted they were popular like all of their songs are charting, but this was such a like you said phenomenon that it's going to change the sort of attention that Sister
0: gets in general. So, on August 9th of 2011, they released their first full album and it was entitled So Cool and that is also the name of the single. This one was also written and produced by brave brothers and was their very first number one single it also topped the download chart at 570,000 uh, digital singles sold and the song stayed in the top 10 for five weeks uh, the single was also number one on the first ever billboard korea k-pop 100 that was launched in august of that year and they won an Inky Gaio Mutasin Award. And the album itself peaked at 10 on Gaion. The music video has the members getting their hair and makeup done to like look, go look all glamorous in sparkly outfits. And then they like do the dance in these li- really tiny little sequin dresses, yeah. um, and there's also a part at the end where they do track and field in these like huge gowns. Which as is a little very odd non- to their previous destroying of Isaac, the, like that year which I think I thought that was so fun. I was oh, like, I oh, I loved it. Like, it's incorporating like incorporating my favorite part of
1: the whole music video is this goofy like hurdle relay where they're pass it like the relay baton is like a sparkly clutch <laughs> and they're wearing like big poofy tool dresses with like colorful sneakers on. It's so cute. Um, but they are there. This is another cameo. I, re- I see your note that says three gross dudes in coral suits and sunglasses. This is the hip hop group DJ Doc. <laughs> OK, I was trying to figure
0: out who that nobody like every place I looked. I was like, who are the guys in the So Cool music video? And I couldn't find it. on find the it. music Death. video description. <laughs> I was like It says Cameo, DJ Doc. and Googling. <laughs> and Googling.
1: <laughs> So we know DJ Doc, uh, one of their members, was responsible for the fall of Baby
0: Vox. Oh my God! Uh, right? But, uh, yes. They oh my are. God! And we talked about in the Baby Vox episode that when Sistar debuted, everyone was like, "New generation of Baby Vox." Oh! Wow! wow. But then
1: this guy, mm, this guy. Mm. Anyway,
0: <laughs> another MV cameo. <laughs> So yeah, the styling for this one is just like extremely short sequin dresses and high heels, glitter, glamour, sequins. Yeah.
1: And the camera specifically, we're gonna talk more about the choreo in a bit, but the camera specifically like zooms in on the move, the main move in the chorus, which is the like cool, cool, ooh, I feel so cool, cool. And it's called the tail dance, but basically you just zoom in on their butts, <laughs> and then they have like that one of their hands like behind them, like where a tail would be, and they kind of just like wave their butts back and forth like cool, cool, cool and their little hands like wave like a tail. Um, but it's just like a butt wiggle and the camera zooms right in on it. Um, but yeah.
0: so the lyrics to this one are like, we are over this breakup now. Like I was uh, they say I was upset back then, but when I look back, now I just laugh. I wash my eyes and I looked around and there's no other girl like me. I'm so cool. (laughs) So it's a self-pep talk. I don't need that man. Nice. I'm so cool. Wash them right out of your hair. This album had 12 tracks of all the previously released singles plus five new songs and a special version of my boy. And eight of these 12 songs were Brave Brothers songs. On the same day that this song was released, um, they also reported that
1: the choreo was going to be changed to, quote, prevent being involved in sexually suggestive dance controversies. So this song was choreographed by DQ, the same choreographer from their debut. Um, And this tail dance was expected to be another popular trend, like their hip dance from How Dare You. But they had to change it for the music show performances because... Very recently, like right before this song came out, uh, Hyanna's choreography, TVXQ's choreography, and a group called Ohm's choreography were all banned from broadcasting earlier that year. So, Starship was like, you know what, let's just change this so that they don't get banned. Um, so they do this like complete, like no butt moves at all, they do like big arms instead, like completely different. And then there's this one section where like There's like a clap, clap, clap. And like Kjolin was supposed to lean down and bore a clap, clap, claps on her butt. Mm -hmm. And that doesn't happen anymore in the (laughs) stages. Um, But... Shortly after this, they actually did get into a little bit of broadcasting trouble um, because their planned follow-up single, Girls Do It, was deemed inappropriate for broadcasting by NBC because they claimed that the lyrics that said stick like a leech were a derogatory comment and would not be uh, allowed to be on the air. And the netizens were really confused by this. They were like, I don't understand why that's offensive. But the group promoted their B-side hot place instead. On September second of two thousand eleven, Sistar and Lee Tuck's Hello Baby premiered on air, where the four members took care of a baby named Kim Kumin with Super Junior's Lee Tuck, uh,
0: and this aired until November eighteenth. I thought this was so funny and random when I saw it. It
1: like, is very random. Why all, is Lee Tuck there?
0: I don't. <laughs> I haven't looked into it to know for sure, but I feel like almost all the other Hello Baby seasons. It's, it's just, just the one group. group. It's just one group. So I don't know why they decided that Sistar needed a father for their Hello Baby, and that it would be a random Super Junior. Yeah, I okay. don't. I don't know. Maybe
1: Lee Tuck really wanted to do Hello Baby, and, and none of the super other Super, super, juniors. super <laughs> juniors, or the the company was like, okay, but we can't in good consciousness give a baby to Super Junior. So like <laughs> maybe if we put him with these four responsible ladies, the baby will survive. That's my only. That's only my only guess. guess. <laughs> That winter, they also participated in a uh, Starship Planet release. So this is like a YG family, SM town kind of thing. Uh, The song was called Pink Romance, and it featured K-Will, Sistar, and Boyfriend, all of whom were Starship and... uh, artists at the time. And it's just like a nice little Christmas song. Like the music video is just them singing and having fun in the recording studio. And then they like go to a holiday party in like a barn or something. And then they also performed it on stages where
0: the all of the people just like stood around on a Christmas stage. And so... So on April 12th, 2012, they released their first EP. It was titled Alone, and we will be watching this music video at the end of the episode, so you'll have to wait for a clip. Uh, but this one was also produced by Brave Brothers, and it entered Gaon at number four and peaked at number one by the second week. This was their second number one single, and every title track from here on out will be number, a number one. one. They just stay on top from then on. Uh, This song placed third on the year-end chart with over 3 million downloads and was number one on the K-pop Billboard K-pop Hot 100. And the EP itself peaked at three on the weekly and 10 on the monthly gown chart. Uh, This was their second music show win on Music Bank uh, in April, and then they got five more trophies at different shows after And we'll watch the music video later, but the styling for this one is super iconic. Mm -hmm. They wore black or red dresses, usually a turtleneck dress with with big chains over it. With a slit in the side Mm -hmm. and like pantyhose and pumps. So they like kind of look like, office like kind of sexy office girls yes
1: and it's great because like the stage we put in the playlist like the dresses are sort of like they're shorter in the front than they are in the back so when you when they turn around and you see them from the back it looks like this sort of demure like skin tight but like knee length dress and then you turn around and the front of it only goes like halfway down their thighs and this is the leg dance like if you've ever heard anybody say oh the leg dance." This is what they're talking about. The choreography for this is so iconic. Like, I feel like from here on out, everything Sistar is going to put out is just, like, iconic like, deeply instantly. Deeply iconic. Yes, it's um, yes, yes. But, yeah, the they, like, do this move where they bring their leg in and they have their, like, hands on their hips and they sort of, like, wave their leg around like they're drawing, like, an S on the ground. Um, and it's just all very leggy and the dancers are wearing the, like, same leggy dresses and everything. Um, but, yeah, we'll watch more. of We'll have more to say about this later
0: the lyrics to the chorus of this one are i walk alone watch tv alone i get drunk alone and i cry alone every day mm. so it's a very mournful breakup sad song. i'm alone now song so this ep had five tracks including a Hyolin solo that was from an ost that had been released earlier that year and that's the first the first ep and we'll watch the music video later so then in June 28th, 2012, they released their first compilation album entitled Loving You and the U is just a letter U.
1: That's on my birthday. Yeah. My 12th birthday.
0: <laughs> no, wait. 2012? No, yeah, just kidding. Like, my 22nd what? birthday. <laughs> I thought you were just being funny. <laughs> my 12th birthday. My 12th birthday. This song was written and produced by Double Sidekick. Yes! Oh, my God, a change. <laughs> uh,
1: and it has a very different sound. We have moved away from the techno, I
0: think. No. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, you're right. No yeah. I no. no, yeah. No, yeah. No, yeah. No. Um, this is absolutely like the start of real summer, sisters. Yes, absolutely. This single peaked at number one on the gown and Billboard K-pop Hot 100, and the album itself went to 11. One two music show trophies at Music Bank. And the music video itself was filmed in Hawaii and is just general summer vacation fun. There's beach and surfers and dancing at the park and cool Jeeps on a coastal highway and old-timey airplanes mm-hmm. and all that good stuff. And the, st- the styling has my favorite, favorite on-the-nose nautical concept with the little sailor hats and everything. And these, like, bright ah! blue, big old chonky heels. So cute. It's so cute. They do their little sailor dance in
1: front of an old-school plane. Um, there's also a really cute scene of them, like, roller skating, like, in a park. And there's a shot where they are in roller skates standing on the grass. And they do the, you, <laughs> choreo where they, like, step and body roll in their roller skates.
0: Amazing.
1: I love it. I love it. Yeah, I wrote. I, I forgot that I had written that this was filmed in Hawaii, and when I was rewatching it, I was like, "Is this filmed in Australia? There's a lot of white people." <laughs> But this was where I noted, like, they are always look like they're having so much fun. Like, so much of this music video just looks like they were told to, like, goof around. And they're having so much fun. They're, like, playing on
0: slides and, like, laughing in the water. And they're having a great time. Such a great time. Mm-hmm. Um, and the lyrics to this one are super, super simple. Just, boy, I'm falling in love with you, you, you. What should I do? That's, what should that's I it. do? Woo, woo. Um.
1: This was a special summer album. We called it a compilation, but it had two new songs, the title and a song called Holiday, with five remixes of their previously released singles. On September 15th, 2012, they held their first solo concert, which was called Femme Fatale. They held this at the Olympic Hall in Seoul, which is a small theater that seats about 2,500 people, and they sold it out. At the time, the girls were billed as the group that, quote, turns every song release into a number one. So people were very excited about this first concert.
0: Yes, Absolutely. On January 31st of 2013, Sistar 19 released their first EP and the title song is called Gone Not Around Any Longer. This one, like, their debut was a huge hit. It was an all-kill number one, which means it was a number one on every single, like, provider and chart. Like, it killed the charts and stayed there for two weeks. Also, Billboard K-pop chart number one. And... This song was streamed over 37 million times Damn. just in 2013, which is huge streaming numbers for 2013. Absolutely enormous. And they won 11 music show trophies with yeah. this song. So Star 19 was wildly popular. And this song was
1: also produced by Brave Sounds. Um and the choreo is like very sexy. Like the main choreo is kind of this like chest body roll, but the music video, very leggy, like very choreo heavy and there's this whole like opening sequence where Bora and Hyolin are like sitting on a clear bench and they essentially just like slide their butts all over <laughs> the bench, like over, and it's really goofy and it looks really silly because you can't really see the bench because it's clear. So they're just like smearing their butts <laughs> in the air. It's really funny. I mean it's it's sexy, but it's funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah, Sister 19.
0: June 11, 2013, Sistar released their second full album with the title track of Give It To Me. This one was also written and produced by Double Sidekick and this single peaked at number one on Gowan and Billboard and the album entered the chart at four. They also won 11 music show trophies for this one, triple ca- crown on M Countdown and Music Bank, double crown Music Core and double crown Inky Gaio and a show champion win. Yeah, so Swept many trophies. It all. The music video for this one is like, glamorous circus, a little steampunk, a little Moulin Rouge, teeny tiny glittery dresses. And I noticed I found um, a Reddit thread from the day that this music video came out. And a lot of the comments were like, holy shit, there are so many cuts in this Mm. music video. Like they don't stay on any shots for like more than half of a second. And they were saying like the comments from nine years ago were like, I hope this is not a trend and that like music (laughs) videos don't keep doing this because it's like, disorienting. And you don't get to like really take in the beautiful costumes or the choreo or anything because it's just like flash, 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 flash.
1: Yeah, there's so much to it. They have like multiple sets and there's um, like this is I think probably the biggest production when it comes to the choreo because there are parts of it that have chair dances. There's a part of it that has a cane. There are parts that involve boy backup dancers for the first time. Like there's one section where Hyolin like sit gets like a boy like pushes her to sit onto other boys which was very fun. And then I think it's so you who like later does a little like partner dance and gets like dragged off um with another boy. So this is the first time that we have like partner dancing in it. Um and there's they didn't use the chairs in the stage performances, but they do still use the backup dancers and the canes. So it's a bigger, it's sort of a bigger
0: spectacle. Yeah. The cameo in this music video is comedian Shin Dong-yup mm-hmm. and it's kind of like like a separate extra piece. Like it, when the music yeah. video ends, then there's this whole little skit where he's like the music video director. Yeah. And, he's and like, it's
1: almost shot like a blooper reel, like mm-hmm. an extra whatever. Cause then he like comes out and he tells them how to do the little, ah, ah, ahs. And then he like does the partner dance with Soyou and like messes it up and like throws glitter and like, instead like throws it right onto the member. It's very funny. Like mm-hmm. they really have a good time.
0: Um, Yeah, so all the stages for this one, these tiny little dresses or like one piece Mm -hmm. kind of... like bustier moments with like sparkles and fringe and sequins and feathers and just like very sparkly very glam the group themselves said that this was a Moulin Rouge concept yeah so. so that totally
1: fits and it is much more theatrical in general like the my favorite part is the like I think it's in the bridge when the girls and all of their backup dancers like stand the female backup dancers they all stand in a line and every single one of them is wearing like something that is short so they're just like all legs and heels and then they have their hands on their hips and they just like ah 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 like walk mm. dramatically forward and like oh you could they're like backlit and all you see is their legs and it's so good it's so good I love
0: it I love the little ah 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 it's yeah. so great I love it I it's love very good the lyrics to this one we talked about this a little bit in the sketchbook episode <laughs> because the opening line of this song is will I even get married before I turn 30 and they are all now over 30 so yeah that was and thought that joke. was hilarious <laughs> Um, my heart is hurt from only giving love. What do I do? Like the singer of the song is just crying and crying and crying because this boy doesn't love her and maybe he never will. Yes. Uh, this was an 11 track album with five tracks from double sidekick, uh, a lyric credit for Hyolin on the song crying. And they promoted five of the tracks off of this album during this promotion period, um, and their first song on the album is called Miss Sistar, and it features a little trainee from Starship named Chew Honey. Fun fact. So cute.
1: <laughs> on October 12th of 2013, they held their second solo concert, which was simply titled S. It was also at the Olympic Hall, and it sold out. Uh, K-Will showed up as a featured guest toward the end of this concert, and then Beck ji Young came out and surprised not only the audience, but also Sistar. Wow. They did not know she was going to be there. <laughs> so she popped out, and she sang Don't Forget.
0: That's so cool. Yeah.
1: On October 26th of the same year, they rep- Sistar represented South Korea at the ABU TV Song Festival in Hanoi, Vietnam. And then on November 26th of that same year, Hyolin made her solo debut. And I think probably because of her solo debut, like they didn't do a whole bunch because like she was busy promoting and like they had traveled around doing these concerts. So the next thing we have on the timeline is in April of 2014, on the 4th, they held their first mini concert, which was titled S in Hong Kong. This was held at Star Hall in Hong Kong, which has about 3,600 seats. It was sold out. And I don't entirely know how a mini concert is, different from the other concert but based on the fan footage i was able to find it seems like they just didn't do all of the solo stages from s because on s they did like all their hits and then each one of them got a solo stage where they did like two covers okay okay um and so at this mini concert in hong kong it seems like they only did their own songs okay Uh, And then that same month, on April 12th, Sistar performed at the L.A. K-Pop Festival at the L.A. Memorial
0: Coliseum. July 21st, 2014, they released their second EP entitled Touch and Move, and the single is the classic Touch My Body.
2: Touch My Body
0: Song was written by Black-Eyed Peelsung. And we discussed this a lot in the Black-Eyed Peelsung deep dive because hooking up with Sistar, like, I feel like changed everybody's Totally. It, it, it had a big
1: <laughs> impact on Black-Eyed Peelsung's trajectory and Sistar's as well, I think. And, like, the previous songs that were by Double Sidekick, I think significantly, like, moved them away from the techno sound that Brave Brothers had. But Black-Eyed Peelsung gives them incredible big horn hooks and that becomes like the sistar sound Mm -hmm. like I feel like moving forward most of their songs will feature
0: a very very good horn line this single peaked at number one on gown and number three in the U.S. Billboard world chart and entered and peaked at two the album itself Uh, They got eight music show wins for Touch My Body, including a double crown on M Countdown, a triple crown on Music Bank, and a triple crown on Inkigayo. And the music video for this is incredibly iconic. It is super, super colorful, just like the brightest colors. Mm -hmm. There's an indoor like swimming pool, summer house kind of vibe. They're wearing little bathing suits, titties out floral shorts booties out mm-hmm. and doing like domestic chores in like a sexy dumb baby way
1: yes like <laughs> yolan is like in the kitchen like dressed up like a pretty little housewife but then you like zoom out and she's wearing like bike shorts with like a 80s leotard over them and she like doesn't know how to cook it's fucking great I love it <laughs> they're just being hot and sexy like in bathing suits everywhere and it's wonderful I love it
0: yeah so much cleavage and legs mm-hmm. and at the end there's a goofy wild party with two comedians comedians yes
1: Mm -hmm. yeah another music video cameo here and this is the first music video where
0: we see Hyolin's big cross tattoo yes because there's a cutout in the middle of the bathing suit Mm -hmm. Um, and for the stages and the music video of this one they were really truly showing as much skin as they could get away with absolutely which meant on a few music shows they had to wear Aggressively long, ugly safety shorts. Yes. Yeah. And stick He'll out in, forever. And they He'll stick He'll out so huge long. Band-Aids huge band Huge band-aids
1: that get all like <laughs> messed up underneath her costume while she's dancing and it looks so
0: dumb. Like, just let the tattoo show it's way less distracting than the fucking bandage, but whatever. <laughs> um, the lyrics to this one are exactly what they sound like. <laughs> um, I like this rhythm, you and I in the hot sun, my body, touch my body feels like paradise like yeah. what it's more do, do you right want there. touch my body i always thought it was
1: really fun watching these music videos i mean watching these music stages that this choreo didn't have to change at all because it's literally all butts mm-hmm. like it starts out with them butts to the audience and it has the iconic little like dog wiggle and then mm-hmm. like the
0: it's just all butts it's all butts this song was so This was just, like, so important to me because this song came out, like, exactly a year of me being, like, I'd been a K-pop fan for, like, a year when this song came out. And I remember the day the music video dropped and, like, being so obsessed with it. This was the first choreography I ever, like, taught myself. Like, this was such a moment. It It, it really was. And Mm. everyone was doing the dance on Weekly Idol and, like, Mm -hmm. it was a thing. It was a whole huge thing.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, fun fact that I was very confused by: this official music video was featured in Family Guy season fourteen,
0: episode ten. I don't know why. I did think the clip was funny though. That like Peter says, like, "What is this and how do I make my entire life about it?" or something. <laughs> Relatable. That, that's K-pop for you. <laughs> they got it. They understood. This album was a six track EP with two songs by Black Eyed Peel Song, one from Double Sidekick, one from Verbal Gent. And then Hyolin wrote the lyrics for the song Sunshine. Um, and this music, the album cover for this one, I feel like is incredibly iconic because it is the four, it's their four silhouettes. Mm. And if it wasn't for like, I think Dossum on the end having like a very clear sticking out shorts in the silhouette, they would look naked. Yeah, they would. It's like very very, very sexy. sexy so um just a little bit just a month later on August 26th they released their second little compilation album entitled sweet and sour and the main single is called i swear yeah. Was written and produced by double sidekick and peaked at number one on gown and six at the u.s world chart and the album itself went to number four on gown they got five music show trophies for this one one at each of the major shows and the music video was filmed in saipan and is like what i feel like was super popular at this moment and i think we talked about it when we did our like dives into each summer this is like a filmed outside it's Mm -hmm. kind of similar to like the shiny view video yeah where it's like they're in a foreign country like wearing regular cutoffs Mm -hmm. and T- and tank tops like regular girls, and yeah. just like. And at the beginning, one of them like works at a diner
1: and she's like very bored. And then the other girls pull up in like a yellow convertible and she leaves her diner job and hops in the convertible. And the rest of it is just them like preparing for this trip. So they like go to the store and they pick up lots of snacks and they drive around and eventually get to the beach. And I love. I love music videos like this for Sistar in particular because it's the only time you ever see them in sneakers. Yes.
0: There's a car (laughs) wash scene where they have sneakers on. And
1: like all the scenes where they're in the grocery store and like working. And the only scene where they're wearing heels is the dance set, which is them on the beach dancing in short shorts, crop tops, big high heels in front of the sunset.
0: That's the only moment of heels in the whole music video. And I thought that's very funny. I remember being like deeply culture shocked by this music video because like I said, I'd been like deep into K-pop for like a year and all that I'd ever seen from my year of K-pop and watching so many variety reality shows was that like people wear t-shirts in the pool and full yeah. rash guards and so that in this music video they were wearing like actual tiny bikini tops like full boobies out I was like you yes. can do that yeah, yeah, and yeah. at the beginning when Bora leaves it's butts. butt cheeks like her shorts are so short her cheekies are out cheeks. and it's full camera right up Yeah because the butt. camera
1: is just her butt walking <laughs> out of the diner and my, my note about the music video just says shorts and butts in shorts and butts in butts because it's just butts. <laughs> it's so much fun. And then butts. there's like there's a lot of like fun like hotel shenanigans where again they look like they're genuinely having so much fun together playing in the like dog piling on the bed and playing in the hallway and they like sneak into a pool and there's a lot of yeah just like boobs underwater and like you know really focusing on their bodies which is a like very different from most i think most k-pop yeah. i feel
0: like like most people don't do that level of skin exposure well, so i was I just kind of shocked, shocked anymore by like nowadays maybe yeah, have the, i don't
1: know i don't the boys are sluttier these days they I sure think. are mm-hmm. they sure yeah, are yeah.
0: the lyrics too i swear are very very simple i love you i promise you're the only one for me i swear that's mm-hmm. it um, and this was another
1: summer special album. It had six tracks, two new ones, the title and a song called Hold on
0: Tight, and then four remixes of previously released songs. So then an entire year later, June 22nd, 2015, they released a third EP entitled Shake It. Shake
2: it, baby, baby.
0: So, shake it has lyrics by Double Sidekick and Hot D with music by Double k- hot, bleh, by <laughs> Double Sidekick, Homeboy and Hot D. Hot D. <laughs> That's what we call House of I the gotta Dragon. I got that. Some house. of that
2: Hot D. Hot, you call it
0: Hot, hot D. D? <laughs> got, got Hot D. Game of Thrones, House of the Dragon. Got Hot D. <laughs> <laughs> So Shake It peaked at number one and went to six on US World. The album entered and stayed at three on the Gaon weekly chart and nine for monthly. They also got five music show wins for this one. M Countdown, Inky Show Champion, and two on Music Bank. The music video, again, so iconic. I can't tell you how many times I watched this music video the week it came out. Like I was fully obsessed with this. Oh, yeah it's like very wild neon comic book high school. Mm -hmm, And Sistar is like causing trouble in class and going wild in a store and distracting these boys who are playing field hockey in ice hockey gear. Yep. Yep. And Baby Shonu and Baby Wanho are both working at the store and on the hockey team, so they make cute cameos. And
1: they are the police officers in pink at the, at very, the very, end end very end who arrest <laughs> Sistar for being troublemakers. Um, but yeah, this is kind of the only plot music video we get out of Sistar, kind of through their whole career, because this is like the story is that they are bad girls at school and like they're very sexy and they get everybody to shake it. And there's like a goofy guy in a wig and glasses who is like the teacher the, that they're disrespecting. Well, there's that guy, oh, and then and the other yeah, guy yeah, yeah. who is a student, and they like push him he in a locker. He thinks he's hot shit, and then they yeah, bully and they, him. they bully him. <laughs> but he seems to be bullying them too because at one point he they are like in their athletic. Le- oh my god, I love the scene where they're in their leggings like that. Ugh. Ugh.
0: I can't imagine. I rip everyone
1: so, who is attracted to women. <laughs> oh god, I get so
0: many. Pairs of like yoga pants got sold because of this music oh, video. because yes. oh. the booties are popping in these in leggings. these
1: leggings, and that whole scene where they're like at the gym and the guys are playing field hockey in their ice hockey gear. At a certain point, the girls are on the bleachers like doing the dance, and the hockey boys are like in a line of like defense in front of them because the guy with the wig is like trying to attack them
0: and like <laughs> break through the. I don't know what that guy's deal is, but he hates them. He hates them. The styling for this one is so great. There's so many different outfits. There's like the sex harness school uniforms, the like yoga, athletic, skin tight, beautiful athletic clothes, shorty shorts, track shorts. And then also in the store part, there's like a yellow checkerboard racing mm, kind aesthetic. of aesthetic yeah. happening too, but it's just so bright. Mm-hmm. There's a pink leopard print fire truck at the end. Yeah. Like it's just so colorful and great.
1: And the police officers that are shown in Wanho are wearing like bubblegum pink uniforms it's fantastic uh, and the styling for the stages was kind of like gym like sexy gym clothes so like one of the st- the stage we put in the playlist they're wearing like little crop tops and these like teeny tiny each one has a different color of shorts with like big chunky heels and tube socks but
0: the shorts say sistar on the butt <laughs> i love, <laughs> love that <it>. great branding <laughs> Um, the lyrics to this one, again, are really straightforward and they make sense if you just listen to it. They're just saying, this electrico- this electrifying feeling makes me want to dance. Shake it up, shake it for me. Just shake it, baby. Just shake it. Uh, this EP had five tracks and Bora wrote the lyrics for a song called Don't Be Such a Baby, mm-hmm. which I'm going to talk about at the end. Great. And yeah, this one,
1: again, like sticks with that horn line it's not a black eyed pill song song but that's kind of been like the sound for star now and so it's a very like i feel like this song is so timeless like i never get tired of listening exactly. i never get tired of watching the music video i never get tired of listening to the song and to me it doesn't like i will listen to this song and it doesn't scream a particular year or era right. to me it's just fun on August 1st in 2015, Sistar performed in LA at the 2015 KCON, which was at the Staples Center. Uh, and then that same month in August, Hyolyn was confirmed to be joining the second season of Unpretty Rap Star, which is kind of interesting because she was not a rapper for Sistar.
0: Like, I no. guess she, she like rapped like once or twice at the very beginning, but she's one of the main vocals. So. I feel like she talked about it in Queendom at the beginning of Queendom when she was talking about her doing shows like this and that she purposefully does them as a challenge. Mm. So I feel like she might have joined on Pretty Rap Star to be like, I don't rap. Let me try that. because yeah. it would be fun. I love that. That's a great quality in a person. I know. I love my heeling. Uh So once again, we wait until the next summer, June 2016. They released their fourth EP, which is called Insane Love. And the main single is called, I Like That. I Like That was written and produced by Black Eyed Peelsung, and the single went to number one on Gaon, number five on the US world and topped the digital chart at over four million streams in the first four days the ep peaked at 3 on the gown album chart um yes peaked at 3 on the gown <laughs> album chart that was the end of that sentence uh they got 4 music show wins for i like that and the music video like everything about this is a departure yeah. from everything they've ever done i remember when it came out everybody was very torn on how to feel about it yeah um because the music video is like it's a more it's a more, like, subtle, classy version of, like, mm. sexy. It feels more grown. Like, yes. it feels
1: like... Because... And it's interesting to, like, have them put this out. Because Sistar from their debut had a sexy concept. So it's not, like, A-Pink suddenly coming out with, like, a grown look. Right, right, right. And being, like, we're not little girls anymore. Because that was never Sistar's vibe. But this was, like... It still felt like a maturation of Mm. like we were like cool hot party girls but now we're women and we're sexy grown up women with adult problems or whatever i don't know yeah and like the sound is very different i feel like the drums are really heavy in this song and it has sort of like a grittier like guitar line throughout and these little like i like that like throughout has a very different sound to it like it's not a upbeat like summer bop but it's still very catchy and then the choreo is really different too because it's still sexy but it's gonna rely on props in a way that their previous songs have never have
0: yeah so the music video takes place in like what i could only describe as something that seemed like a really fancy bathhouse or a Mm, spa absolutely like big marble and Mm -hmm. like columns and there's like hanging fabric and chinese lanterns and everything just has like a more like luxurious romance mm-hmm. about it. Yeah, and yeah, even yeah. the end of the music video, there's a part where they're doing that kind of coveny lay in the same bed and stare at the camera yeah. kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, there's lots of, like, plants and... Yeah, each girl, because
1: like the main set is that like bathhouse and then each girl gets their own solo set. So like Hyolin is in like an armchair with a lot of plants in the room and like somebody else is like on a bed of... uh, So he was
0: just laying in pure roses. Yeah, just
1: laying in rose petals. And then is it Bora who has the tattoo on her back? I think so. I think so. She's like sitting in a black room and she has like a big like ornate like robe on and there's like hanging Chinese lanterns. And at a certain point she like sits and the like robe is like, pooled around her and when she drops it she has like this beautiful like it looks like calligraphy like chinese characters like written down her back and a really big like cherry blossom tree like painted on her back
0: very beautiful but this one was cool because the styling required a certain outfit because of the choreography Mm -hmm. so they would wear like their one of their like signature tiny onesies Mm -hmm. but it would have like a long sheer tail in the back because they needed it or like a detachable skirt
1: so it would always have like a big slit so you could like see the main like bodysuit and all of their legs because there's a lot of leggy choreo in this too but the
0: big flowy skirt is a big piece of it and the backup dancers also carried huge pieces of sheer fabric and they'd like put up curtains and do like silhouette Mm -hmm. things and then like in the chorus like so you like pushes the curtain down and they like come through the curtains and it all this it was a big production. Yeah. And I remember really liking it because it was so different. But it was strange because like these last three summers it's like you get one Sistar song Mm -hmm. in the summer. And this one was not a summer It hadn't been the vibe, so it was a little confusing. But I loved this comeback anyway. Me
1: too. I loved it so much. And I remember being almost disappointed with how intricate the choreo was because it meant that our dance teacher would definitely not do it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, The lyrics to this one are, at one point they say, Now I understand the saying that men are all the same. I thought that I could change you, but I was such a fool. So in the lyrics, they're just like regretting getting with this person and they're begging them to just like go away and leave them alone and let them have their peace again. So then what is the I like that? I'm not sure why they say I like that. I like that. Because they don't like go away.
1: I like that that. when you go away. I
0: think so.
1: On November 22nd of the same year, 2016, they released a collaboration with an artist named Giorgio Moroder when the song was called One More Day. Then on uh, May 22nd, 2017 is the next thing in our timeline. So almost a year later, Starship officially confirms that the next comeback will be their last and that Sistar will disband after seven years together. And all of the members write and post handwritten letters to their socials saying, I'm sorry, it's true.
0: Goodbye. So on May 31st, 2017, they released their final single and it is titled Lonely. Song was written and produced by Black Eyed Peelsung with additional lyric credits for John Goon. And it peaked at number one on Gown, number eight on the US world, and was their first release to chart on China's QQ music chart and sold 597,000 copies in South Korea. Um, the music video for this one uh, was filmed in Macau and it's like the girls are frolicking around the city together or like playing around in a hotel room like together and having lots of fun but then it will cut to shots of one of the girls just like by themselves on the street or in the hotel and like looking kind of lost and like so it's like a juxtaposed of the lonely and the time that they were together Mm -hmm. it's a very like good sad final music video it is it is
1: a sad it is a good sad music video and the song itself has like a much slower like ballad feel and there's really no choreo for this like there's no choreo featured in the music video and then on the stages this is something that they would just stand and sing um so it very very different like very much a goodbye song for sure
0: yeah and the styling in the music video they just look like tourists like Mm -hmm. they're you know just wearing shorts and t-shirts and wearing things you might wear if you were on vacation in another city but in all of the stages where they just sat and sang the song they were wearing like really conservative outfits Mm. like long sleeve sweaters or like button downs with the frilly collars and they just like pretty white dresses yeah Yeah. they looked
1: very formal yes Mm mm-hmm and the stages they actually performed their most successful they would because it was their goodbye stage and they had already announced that it was a goodbye uh which I also to, feel I like that
0: because you get yeah. to make a big deal out of it and then people mm-hmm. don't have to feel as like shocked of like oh that last comeback was, was the last, the last.
1: yes that's what I was just gonna say is that like I feel like this is something that a lot of groups don't do very often where they announce their they announced the final comeback as the final one, and then you kind of get to have some closure about mm-hmm. it. So when they went on the, on music shows, they performed Touch My Body, Shake It, Loving You, and I Swear first, and then they would sit and sing Lonely, uh, and their final stage was on June 4th.
0: Uh, the lyrics to this song are about feeling lonely in a long-term relationship and coming to the ter- coming to terms with the fact that you're not in love anymore. Ouch. Like we're together but I'm lonely. Um, there's a B side on this lonely single it's called for you. And the lyrics were written by Sistar with music by super Chongdam Dam and Hyolin.
1: So that's a B that's a fan song for the B side as a, um, you know, literally
0: called for you it's for their, for their fandom. And so that was it. That was the end of Sistar as we knew it. Um, but the girls remained, Like, it seemed like it was a good idea for them to just end it at seven. They had a good time. They all still liked Mm -hmm. each other. They had other things they wanted to do. And they seem to,
1: like, now, you know, 10 years later, however many years it's been. Oh, it's 2017. Like, five years later. Whatever. Fine. You know what? I said 2012 was my 12th birthday, okay? So, So obviously, (laughs) I don't know shit about time or how it works, However long ago this was, (laughs) they still get along and, like, it's really nice to see, like, I don't know, it's, 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 like, sad that they finished, but it's also kind of nice to see the way they handled it of, like, okay, we have seven years together and they seemed like they had a really good time throughout it and then they, like, came to the group consensus to finish and to not renew their contracts and so they, like, gave it their all for this last one. They made it emotional and beautiful and nice for their fans. And then they could all just kind of part ways like amicably. And
0: end it on top with no yeah. with like nothing to sully it. No controversies, like, yeah. no
1: scandals, nothing to bring it down. And they all, you know, just went their separate ways. Two of them stayed at Starship for a little while. He only went off to do her own thing. Like Boris started acting and they all still keep in touch, which is really sweet. Um, and yeah, it's just nice. And then earlier this year, we got uh, a reunion for them we talked about this more on episode 217 which is about you heal sketchbook um, but on the finale episode of sketchbook on July 22nd 2000. 2000- 22 Sistar came back for a reunion stage and they did like a medley of all their songs and then they did uh and ending I think with I swear mm-hmm. uh and yeah got to talk to you heal about their career and what they've been up to since then and it was really lovely
0: yeah it was nice they're lovely girls and they made such a huge impact on k-pop and what summertime means mm-hmm. and how to be like a sexy girl group. And like, I don't know. I just think that they're so iconic and it's like, it's a little sad that we didn't get much time with them, but the time we had was so good. It like was so it was so good, consistently amazing. And yeah. like how nice of them that they got to have such a nice career and like walk away from it at a nice point. Like, I don't know. It's just, mm. I think it's a beautiful story in the K-pop I think so history. Too. I
1: agree. I agree. It's like one of those rare deep dives where it didn't have a sad ending. Like, yeah, they ended, but they didn't end prematurely. They didn't end in disgrace. They didn't end because of like personal problems with each other. Like they just said, we're going to be in this group for seven years. Let's see how it goes. And I like that. I like that. I like that.
0: I like that. Got it. (laughs) Um, We're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back to watch their most popular music video, Alone. All right, we are back. And if you would like to watch Sistar's most popular music video alone, which is currently sitting at 135 million views, you can pull it up and press play when I say go. Okay, three, two, one, go.
1: Ugh, I love just the
0: opening sound. I literally like just gonna say, like iconic.
1: <laughs> I love, love, love the opening of this. So we got the four girls in their main dance set uh, and then shots of B-roll of Vegas, I guess. But the- Oh, they're there. Yeah, they're in Vegas. I guess this was filmed in Vegas. But so we have two main outfits. One is the red dress, the red turtleneck dresses that they would wear on stage. And they have like their big red pumps. And then the other are these like black outfits where they're all wearing like high-waisted leather pin pin skirt. What is that called? Pencil skirt? Pencil skirt, yeah. Um, but they have a slit like big all slit. the way up to the top.
0: And they're just like dancing in like, I don't know, red scaffolding, I guess. Yes. Which again is like super iconic because they recreated that black with the red mm-hmm. grid on every stage. Yes. So like, that's just what alone looks yeah, like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Here's the leg dance. Oh, it's so
1: smooth. Ooh.
0: And that part where they like, hold the skirt and just... Yeah. Like, and, and then, then they do the quick little, little bulgo
1: bulgo, like, yes. switch around. I love it. And yeah, the little like, touch up and
0: down. There's so much good like The speed changes. Mm, Yes. And the like choreo is so.
1: It's very just really
0: push into these butt wiggles and like, oh my God, it's so good. It's just so good. Don't tell me it's over.
1: (laughs) And the rest of this, like when they're not dancing, they're just like being glamorous in Vegas. I don't
0: know. Yeah, like uh, leaning over a bar with martinis and standing in front of a. It looks like, you know, like fancy vegasy club kind yeah. of stuff.
1: But I love that for whatever reason because this is not a pilot concept, but for whatever reason they like wear like pilot hats like in certain parts of this music video they're just like hanging out at the bar in their red <laughs> outfits like with matching pilot hats. And the album cover had them in these black outfits with, with pilot hats on. And who is this with this enormous woman tattooed? Bora has a huge woman tattooed on her back. It looks like herself in the pilot hat. (laughs) I wonder if she has any back tattoos in real life since she loves to have them in the music music videos. videos. The.
2: The, the, and hand, the, like, hand, little, the... Like,
0: hand by the mouth. I don't know. It's all just so good. They're so glamorous. So glamorous. glamorous. But they're alone. They cry and get drunk alone every night. Oh, ladies. This is product placement, or yeah, the that way that is. beer are right <laughs> holding that bourbon or whatever looked purposeful.
1: Again, like featuring a stripper pole, but no actual stripping or pole dancing. That I feel like that ending is so I Just ending the with a the leg, leg lift and then a cross because that's how Touch My Body ends too, is it or Shake It? I don't know. There's they like,
0: usually end like in a line,
1: yeah, in a line with over, a little. <laughs> when the exhale is like them crossing right. their legs, like Shiny does the little like pa pa, like yes. turn around. It's a very it's a very iconic ending.
0: I love it. Oh, sister! Yeah, sister! A perfect group from this beginning to end. Such a fun um, deep dive to do. I really enjoyed it.
1: Yeah, and I I love a deep dive that feels so satisfying, and I think that that's a big part of like them having that sort of like. I don't know, complete trajectory like from debut to end. They signed that seven-year contract and they just like, they had a great career. Like they started out on top, they ended on top and it was like tied up with a nice neat little bow and I love that. I
0: love it. Um, I have two that I wanted to shout out but do you have any sister related recommendations? The only for...
1: recommendation I really wanted to shout out is the sketchbook performance if you mm. haven't already seen it. <laughs> I think that was one of my recommendations for the sketchbook episode as well, but it's just really great and especially I think to watch it after having the context of this episode is a really nice like little bow to put on the end of like however many years later they came back together and they still killed it.
0: Yay, I love that. Um okay, I have two random B-sides that I've had on my phone forever that I really enjoy. One of them is from the Shake It Mini, and it is the one that Bora wrote. It's called Don't Be Such a Baby. Um, And I just think that it's a great little song. Um, It's kind of, it's like a little bit like jazzy. Like it's not a super fast tempo song, but it's not a ballad either. It like has that nice little middle ground. And it's just really fun. And I also really like, I mean, I think that the whole Insane Love uh, mini from 2016, the one with I Like That on it, is a great mini. And they're all good. But my favorite one is the last song, which is called Stay I Love You. I love you. Um, that is like a little more ballad but still kind of upbeat and bouncy and like... I don't know. It just has great vocals, like Hyolan just kills it, and it's a catchy song. So those are just two B-sides to recommend, but I think that Sistar's discography holds up. They're very talented, and they worked with hitmakers and made Mm. great songs. Yeah, they did. So recommend recommend all of this. Watch these videos if you've never seen them. Just get into Sistar if you missed it because it's still there and it's still good. It's still all good. <laughs> all bops from beginning to end. Love it. Well, that was our deep dive into Sistar. So I hope that you learned a lot and um, or went down memory lane if you're an old timer like us or <laughs> got introduced to a new song you've never heard before. Um, but this was so fun. I love Sistar. So thanks for tuning yeah. in. For this unseasonable... Unseason- <laughs> <laughs> Yes, it's out of season, but we just wanted to talk
1: about them, okay? But it's fine, they're
0: timeless, baby. (laughs) Timeless, I tell you. Um, So in the meantime, if you would like to get in contact with us, we can be found on social media at amakpop.com pod on twitter and instagram i don't know how long anyone will be on twitter but i already deleted my twitter to be honest, <laughs> i never use it anyway and i was like well now's a good time to just be done with yes. this."
1: um but we're still there for now we're still there for now <laughs>
0: and we're definitely on instagram we don't really use our twitter very often anyway so no. it doesn't really matter i hate it it's a bad place um, but Instagram is fine. We can also we'll we'd love to get emails from you, amakpoppod at gmail.com. You can call us or text us at 181 AMA 5 leave a voicemail, or send us a little text about anything. Um, you can send us mail to P.O. Box 26096 Los Angeles, California, 90026. You can join our Patreon. We have bonus Patreon content every month and we are starting to do some more like weekly series do you want to tell the people about what you're doing on Patreon sure. right now? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I took a little hiatus because I recently went out of town and when I came back I completely lost my voice and sounded like a mangled garbage disposal for like a full week. It was pretty bad. It y'all. was really bad. I didn't <laughs> want to inflict that upon anyone so I have I have fallen behind in my like weekly episodes but I am doing a recap series of the, ch- of the time boy love series kin porsche Um, there is no prior knowledge of the show required to enjoy the recap series i will tell you shot by shot what happens (laughs) in every episode and then we end it with like some comments from the from our other patrons who have watched and i do like superlatives to sort of run down like highlights of the episodes I will go ahead and say, like, I've gotten some fun comments from people that are like, oh, great, now I don't have to watch this show. I've been hearing so much about it. And then I got some comments that were like, ooh, you've piqued my interest. Maybe I wanna start watching this show. And if that's you, just be warned. I'm not the same person I was before I watched this oh, show, dear. and the whole reason I'm doing this Patreon series is because it rotted my brain and I needed to release it. <laughs> I needed to like exercise myself of these fucking thoughts. So just, you don't have to watch it. I'll tell you everything you need to know. The show is rated NC-17, and the very next episode I recap is going to start earning that rating. So I don't know how I'm going to handle that, to be honest, but Vegas is my witness. I swear to God, I will put out a new episode this week. I promise you, I will get back on my bullshit. So two episodes a week. Kim Porish recap. Check it out Patreon. There you slash go. AMA Kpopot.
0: That's on Patreon. <laughs> I also was going to start uh, the fabulous recap this week, but that show is indefinitely not coming out. Heartbreak due of the to year. an uncuttable plot important Halloween party scene. Halloween is forever over in Korea now, so I don't know if that God, will. God, we really come fucked out. things up last month, man.
1: Every single
0: episode we put out, our
1: like K pop, our like K pop magic worked against us. Every single episode we put out in October, we would say something, and then literally the opposite would happen. Yes, the very next day, it was so crazy. It was so. Insane. If and we I have any like, witches listening like, who want to like help poo, poo. like cleanse our podcast, please <laughs> get some salt throat over our shoulder, some
0: shit. I don't know. We need some sage up in this bitch. We really do. Because something is happening. Something is happening. Something is happening. But anyway, point is, is that we are trying to post more things on Patreon, mini series and videos, and we have some other ideas in the works, because we want to make it worth your time and money yes. to join Patreon. And so m- just look out for new stuff yeah yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: point is we used to only put out one bonus episode a month on patron, uh, Patreon, and then like our seasoned fan level t- patrons could do like more participation stuff. That's still there. We still have lots of participation opportunities like coming up and in our recurring segments and stuff but we also want to have more than just that one monthly bonus episode for everybody for everyone um, so there will there's a lot of fun stuff and as soon as you sign up for our patreon you have access to everything we've already put out so uh it's you don't just like get the new stuff you yeah. can go back through the whole archive
0: yeah and there's lots now because we've been doing patreon almost two yeah. years so there's so much stuff on there and for only three dollars a month it can all be yours it can all be yours so join that if you want to, patreon.com slash pod. It's a good time. Um, yeah, we also have our link tree slash AMAKpop. We'll take you to our YouTube channel, our Spotify, where there will be playlists for this Sistar mm-hmm. episode and playlists for all kinds of other episodes. Uh, you can also join our Discord, talk to other listeners if you want to. All that's in the link tree. And that's all the places that mm-hmm. you need. And our link tree is in our Instagram and Twitter bios. Yes. I've seen some people
1: be like, why can't I find your links? And I'm like, I don't know. Do you look at our bios? Cause that's where they are. Link
0: in bio. That's where they are. Link in bio. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that's it for this week. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, we love you. We'll See you later. Goodbye.
1: Bye. Also to those like two new tumblr followers we got we don't use our tumblr i'm so sorry Please i bet that they that. won't
0: listen to this episode for at <laughs> least a year very, because very i feel like people
1: start at the beginning I and know. then join well, all our people old have been migrating from twitter to tumblr so oh, maybe, maybe it's i just we, need maybe just need time to, to like it. yeah i mean i'm on tumblr all the time i could
0: i, I could see do you. it we'll <laughs> see. okay for real bye goodbye Yan, you're our inspiration